Hey y'all, welcome to Empower to Empower You with your host, B. Wendy Bob. Um, I am so excited to uh, be on the microphone once again. I'm having some technical issues, but we're going to go forward and hopefully this is recorded successfully. Um, If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. This is not a coincidence. I encourage you to tune in um, and lean in and feel free to subscribe, share, and keep sharing as well as feel free to leave a review or send me a message and let me know how this encouraged you. You can find me on be Wendy Bob and at empower to empower you.com or send me a message on Facebook, be Wendy Bob or Instagram. My handle is <clears throat> empowered the number to serve. And so if you are also, if you are, have been following me from podcast number one since January, oh my gosh, thank you so much for sticking it out with me and joining me on this journey. Um, this podcast is all things just about Jesus Christ, uh, mental health, anything related to living your best life. You'll notice that I speak a lot of from my faith and from uh, I try to be very transparent about the things that help encourage me and my hope. My hope is truly to be a voice and a beacon of hope, and I could be a source of encouragement to you and um, also share some things that, that have helped me along the way and still help me along the way. Um, <clears throat> so welcome. So I hope you had a uh, great week um, in the in spite of everything that's going on around us. There's something beautiful about having the peace of God. And I know that so many people are stricken by fear and str- so many people are stricken by confusion. Um, so many things that are happening in the media all around us. Um, but there is a story that I I remember uh, in the Bible when the disciples were on a boat and it was a very stormy, stormy night, uh, boisterous winds, and the disciples were freaking out. They were freaking out, meaning they were scared out of their minds. And Jesus was on a pillow, knocked out. And the disciples, I'm just going to paraphrase, they were like, Master, do you want us to drown? Do you not even care about us? Are you not going to do anything about this thing? And Jesus looked at them and said, "Why? where is your faith? And so I'm going to ask the same question. Where is the faith of the people? And so there are many people who, who know how to stand in faith. Uh, and then there are some, uh, lots of people, um, even people who are in the church, or even people who go to church are struggling to stay in faith. But Jesus did something that was phenomenal. And he spoke to the winds and he spoke to the waves. And he said, peace be still. So I pray that my voice um, is one of the sources of encouragement. It is not the only source of encouragement, but I pray that my voice, when you hear it, it will be a source of encouragement today. Uh, I had a, a great week. I had some I had some times where I felt exhausted and overwhelmed, but I, I know how to encourage myself. And I shared that last time. Our last podcast was about maintaining, how to maintain a, a, a positive attitude in the midst of chaos. Um, little did I know <laughs> that, the, that there was going to be chaos, but I um, um, also, I just want to share, like, y'all, I went, you know, uh, enjoying a, a walk yesterday. It was a beautiful weather. It was beautiful weather yesterday. And let me just say this. You can still work out in the midst of everything that's going on. Don't stop working on your goals. Don't stop pursuing your purpose just because of whatever the media is saying. 
Um, I'm gonna leave this right there. So I enjoyed a walk outside and I literally, um, the topic for today's podcast got downloaded into my spirit as I was working out. And so today I want to talk about, I want to keep this really, really short and I hope that it's able to be successfully recorded and published, but I'm going to try it anyway. Can God, can God still use me even if, and you're going to fill in the blank for whatever the even if, okay, even if, and I'm going to list off several scenarios. Can God still use me? Even if I've dealt with fear, even if I feel afraid, even if I've struggled with depression, even if I've attempted suicide, even if I have literally uh, behaved as a prostitute, even if I was a prostitute, even if I have been a stripper, even if I have lied and cussed, even if I've struggled with homosexuality, even if, and I'm just giving some examples, the even ifs, even if I've done some stuff that I don't want anybody to do, to, uh, to know, excuse me, even if I have lied and murdered somebody, even if I've struggled with uh, pornography, these are some of the, the even ifs that maybe you might think about or even more. Even if I've struggled with unbelief. Again, I'm just giving some examples of what comes after the even if. Can God still use me? Am I still worthy of a second chance? And I want to say to you today, absolutely yes. So I'm going to give you some examples um, from the Bible, which is the best book ever in the world. Ever, ever, ever. Uh, It has so much truth. And I'm just going to dive in because a lot of us, we struggle with thinking that will or can God still use us? Uh, um, Is God using someone only specific for the person with the fivefold ministry? Well, some, a lot of people struggle with, well, what if I'm not called to be a pastor? What if I'm not called to be a preacher? Can God still use me? Absolutely, yes. Who says you have to be a pastor or a preacher or a prophet for somebody, to, for God to use you? No, that is not true. And whoever told you that, they lied. They lied. So I'm going to give you some practical, some simple examples of how God can still use you. And the best reference point to go to is the word. So some examples. So there was this guy named Abraham. Now, if you have read any part of the word, you have probably heard of Abraham. And for those of you who are not familiar, I want you to go to to Genesis, I almost said Abraham chapter, but Genesis chapter 15, verse four. See, God makes a covenant, right? God gives makes a covenant promise to, with Abraham and he tells him that he will have his own son. I think at the time Abraham was about 75, he was old. And so uh, God says, hey, come outside. I want you to look outside. And he said to him, look up into the sky and count the stars. He said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. Now, God made the covenant promise with Abraham and then does something very tangible to show him how many descendants. Nobody can really count how many stars in the sky. But God uses that as an analogy, as an example to say, that's how many descendants you will have. Verse 6 says, Genesis 15, verse 6 says, Abraham believed the Lord. And the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. 
Romans, if, if you go to Romans 4, I'm not looking at it right now, but you'll see something that says Abraham remained steadfast. He kept hoping even when there was no reason to hope. Y'all, there are some situations. So for some of you, you looking around you, you're looking at the media and you're said, oh my gosh, where is hope? Abraham kept hoping even when there was no reason to hope. That's a whole nother podcast. Okay, what does it mean to hope even when it seems hopeless? But either way, Abraham became uh, what I call the the, the father of our faith, the father of many nations. Now, chapter 16, notice I said, verse 6 says, Abraham believed the Lord and the Lord counted him righteous uh, because of his faith. Chapter 16, his wife, Sarai, S-A-R-A-I at the time. Her name had not been changed yet. Her na- she, said, she says to, to, to her husband, Abraham, Abraham, excuse me, at the time his name had not been changed. She says to him, the Lord has prevented me from getting pregnant. And, has, uh, and, and then she has this brilliant suggestion for him to go and sleep with the maid, Hagar. Now, Earlier, Abraham had just agreed with the covenant promise that the Lord made. But guys, women, what do you think her husband says? He says, okay, I'm going to go sleep with the woman. Abraham gets him a baby mama while he's married to his wife. But I thought he believed God. So now the man who had just believed God has a baby mama. But y'all, I really encourage you to read the story because when you read the story, does God neglect him because he goes and tries to do something stupid to help God? God doesn't need any help. Does God neglect him? Does God reject him? Does God take back the covenant? No, because guess what? As you keep reading 25 years later, now I know you're thinking, how can I hold on to God's word for 25 years? How can I wait this long for the promise to be fulfilled? The promise that God made with me. But you know what? Abraham's, the promise that that God, the the covenant that God made with him, the promise that God gave to him uh, was fulfilled 25 years later. And Abraham is known. He is in the hall of faith. When we get to Hebrews, uh, when you get to Hebrews, you will see that Abraham finds himself in the hall of faith. So now we see an example. This is example number one. Now the Bible is filled with examples. I'm just going to give you a few examples, right? We see that Abraham was a baby. He had a baby mama. He stepped out and he disobeyed and he got a little impatient because his wife persuaded him and said, honey, the Lord has not been good to me. The Lord has made me barren. Why don't you go sleep with Hagar? Now the story is very interesting. Okay, but we see that, yes, that even if Abraham stepped outside of the will of God, God still counted him as the father of many nations. God did not count him out. God did not count him out. Okay, now we get to Joshua. Now, you have to read the story, Joshua number, the Joshua chapter two, uh, they they were trying, the Israelites were trying to go into the city to capture the city, but they first send a couple spies, Uh, spies, sorry, that sounded like I just said spice, but spies, right? So 
Guess who is kind to the Israelite spies? A prostitute. Her name was Rahab. Now, you notice I said a prostitute. Now, she allowed those two spies to come into her house. Her house was a big house. Uh, uh, it was very, very uh, tall, um, high, uh, tall um, for people. It's kind of like the biggest, tallest building, one of the tallest buildings. So she was able to see over the land, so to speak. She had a good view. Okay, but she was kind to the Israelite spies when she allowed them to come and she lied. The man in the city heard that these Israelite spies were in her house and she lied. She lied and she told them, oh, they had already left. Go find go up the hill and you'll find them when they when she had hidden them upstairs in her house. Now, what did she do? She positioned herself for deliverance, not only for herself, but her family. And what did God do? God honored her prayer. God honored her request. Guess what? She was a prostitute. Can God still use you even if in the past you were a prostitute? And even if you've done some things, can he still give you a second chance, a third chance? Absolutely, yes. So now we see Abraham had a baby mama, stepped outside the will of God, okay? Okay, but God still used him and God still fulfilled his promise. Then we see Rahab. Rahab was a prostitute, but she did something very, very kind to the, the, the Israelite spies. And because she did, she said, look, we are, we've heard about you. If you read the story, she told the Israelite spies, she didn't let them leave without making her request. She told them like, look, we have heard about you. We are living in fear of this God of yours. We heard how God uh, opened the Red Sea for y'all to, for the Israelites to pass through. And before you leave, I need deliverance from my family. I need my whole family to be safe. Abraham, Rahab positioned herself for, for, for God to deliver, not just her. Deliverance came to her whole family. Did God, did God uh, uh, despise her because she was a prostitute? Absolutely not. God saved her. Now, example number three. There's a woman in 1 Samuel chapter 1. Her name is Hannah. Now, guys, girls, women, men. Hannah was one of the wives. Elkanah had two wives. Okay. One wife. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to get this done. This is so good. So good to me. Now Elkanah had two wives. True story. Hannah and Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah, she was barren. Okay. Hannah was taunted by the second wife. She was taunted by Penina for years. She was taunted. She was laughed at. She was, can you imagine? She was scorned because she was barren. She didn't do the barrenness to herself, but because she was barren, the other wife tripped on her. The other wife uh, made fun of her. The, the, the other wife bullied her. And the Bible says that she was taunted even to sadness. And dep- literally she got depressed. Hannah had a mental illness. Call it what you want. Depression is a mental illness. Okay. Hannah had a mental illness. The Bible says she got so sad. She, she couldn't eat. She didn't have an appetite. All my clinicians who are listening, loss of appetite is one of the symptoms of depression. Okay. Hannah's husband minimized, Alcana minimized her pain and said, baby, why are you crying? Why, why, I mean, why are you tripping? I mean, you got me. Isn't that enough? That was not enough because Hannah 
did not like the situation that she was in. Can God use you even if you've been a victim? Can God use you even if you've been a barren? Absolutely, yes. Now, the story is beautiful. First Samuel chapter 1, verse 9, Hannah says, you know what? Forget this. She gets up. She goes to pray. She goes to the house of God. She's mumbling before God, and she's crying out her heart before God that the, the, the prophet Samuel, the, I'm sorry, the, pro, the, the, the priest saw her, not Samuel, the priest saw her and thought she was drunk. And you know what God does? Hannah becomes pregnant, verse 19. Hannah becomes pregnant, and guess what? She births a son named Samuel. Samuel is a, was a great prophet of the Lord. That's 1 Samuel 3:19. Now, can God still use you? Can God still use you? God positioned Hannah to be the mother of the great, one of the greatest prophets in the Bible, Samuel. Okay? Read the story. It is a true story. I'm not making this up. Another example, Esther. That's one of my favorite books in the Bible. This little girl was an orphan. Her mom and her died. Uh, I'm sorry. Her mom and her dad both had passed away, and she was raised by her cousin, either either her cousin or her uncle Mordecai. Okay. And guess what? Read the story in Esther. God positions her from an orphan. She goes from being an orphan to a queen. Can God still use you even if you've been a foster child? Absolutely yes. Can God still use you even if you've been adopted? Absolutely yes. My last example. So we, I just gave you example Abraham, example Rahab. Example, Hannah, who was barren. Example, uh, uh, Esther. And the last example, there are so many, um, hopefully two more examples, David. Now, there's a whole lot to David, y'all. There's a whole lot to David, but David was the, 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 the he, he, he was, uh, uh, he had the heart of God. He was, he had the heart of God. He, he was a worshiper. He was a warrior. He knew how to praise God. Just read the book of Psalms. If you don't know how to pray, my pastor always said, read the book of Psalms and read it like a prayer. It has so many prayers. And do you know one of the things I love about the book of Psalms? It, it includes every emotion that you can think of. Every emotion that you could experience, the book of Psalms has that. But guess what? David was an adulterer. David loved women. He had a, a, a man killed, the, the woman that he slept with, um, she was bathing, she was naked, she was beautiful. He had her husband killed. But guess what? God still used him. God still used him. God called David the man after his own heart. Now, David did repent. The word of God says he repented. He said, he was the one that said, created me a clean heart, Psalms 51, and renew a right spirit within me. I'm not saying you just go on, keep sinning, and you don't repent. Repent means to, to turn away, to stop, to do it no more, right? So I'm not, watch what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you just keep sinning and expect God to use you. No, no, no. We have to make it right. But once we repent, God hears our prayers. Amen? So I'm saying amen like y'all can, y'all like, anyways. So David, so then the last example, Paul. Y'all in the New Testament, Paul was a straight killer to believers. 
He persecuted and sentenced them to death. He had them stoned. But when you read the story, Paul had a transformation with the Lord because of the Lord Jesus. And God transformed his mind and his heart. And he was mightily used by God that the majority of the New Testament is written, was written by Paul. So I say all this to say, for some reason, I felt like I needed to go this direction. I know that there's somebody you will see people around you and for some reason you've been watching certain people and you're like man they seem so powerful or man they can quote the word like 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 none other or man they can pray one of the things that we never want to do is compare ourselves to somebody else because comparison will rob you of your joy when you're comparing yourself to somebody else it literally robs you of joy you're just looking for trouble it, it, it robs you of your peace. It robs you of your joy. God did not make you to look like or be like or sound like somebody else. He didn't make you to sound like somebody else. Y'all, don't get like literally. I just want to encourage you today that if you want God to use you, regardless of what you've experienced, just ask him to use you. I used to be so shy and intro I'm still an introvert, but I used to be so bashful uh, for several for a couple years of my earlier childhood when I was born, I couldn't speak. I couldn't speak. I was born late. I could have had some birth defects. I could have had some other issues going on. My eyes were crossed. M- my parents told me that I had speech defects. Never had speech therapy or eye surgery, but God miraculously healed me. Now, maybe the enemy wanted to stop me from speaking, whatever the case may be. And I may not uh, be able to do certain things, but my heart desire is that God uses me to impact many. The Holy Spirit reminded me the other day that miracles are always happening. You know, a lot of times we're looking for this big supernatural. And yes, we should expect the supernatural. But the Holy Spirit reminded me the miracles are always happening. When people come into my office as a therapist and they came with all these symptoms of high anxiety and sh- and, and, and depression. And, and, and because they've had a, a life of trauma, a life of neglect and abandonment, uh, poor boundaries, negative relationships, and they don't even know who they are. And within the sessions, they're able to find themselves. They're able to find their voices. They're able to be empowered. They're able to, their symptoms have subsided or significantly decreased. Those are miracles. Those are amazing transformations. Those are testimonies, right? So I am so thankful that even in the space that I'm in, that I don't have to be like another person, but God made me unique the way that he made me for such a time as this. So if you are, uh, if you want God to use you, regardless of your past, if you're struggling with something, ask him to forgive you and repent and just say, God, I want you to use me. God, if you use David, you can use me. God, if you use Hannah, you use Hannah. You did, Not only did you bless Hannah with a baby after she was barren for years, but Father God, you heard her prayer and then you used her to be the mother of a prophet. Mm. You use Rahab. God, if you can position Rahab to, 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 to be kind and she, her, because of her kindness and because of her obedience that she was delivered, her whole family was delivered. Y'all, 
He can use you even regardless of your past, regardless of what you've experienced. Just ask him. And so in a world around us right now where we people need to know that Jesus is Lord. People need to know that Jesus is Lord. People need to know that Jesus is Lord. I don't know how else to say that. Yes, I can talk about mental health. I can talk about depression. I can talk about coping skills. I can talk about, and I will talk about those things. But honestly, the main thing is the main thing. There is hope in Jesus. There is hope in knowing that he alone is the only way. And I'm thankful that I get a platform to speak and to say that. And I am not, I am not uh, uh, apologizing for it. Because I know the word of God says that if you are ashamed of me, I am ashamed of you. So I just want to encourage you today that if you, wherever you are, God can use you where you are. Your story is unique to you. Your story is unique and somebody's yes is that somebody's deliverance is dependent upon your story. Somebody's deliverance is dependent upon you opening your mouth or or being used in a way. And God using you could be some way really, really small. I tend to minimize this podcast sometimes. I'm like, oh, I'm just making a podcast. But I don't know. Somebody this week was like, thank you so much for your podcast. Like it, it is a blessing to me. To God be the glory. So I just want to end this podcast because I want to keep this under 30 minutes. Can God still use you regardless of what you struggle with? Absolutely, yes. Absolutely, yes. You've messed up. We've all messed up. We all sin, including myself. We all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. None of us is perfect. There's only one perfect, and his name is Jesus. So can God use you? Can God use you where you are? Absolutely, yes. If you want to be used by him, if you want the gifts of the Holy Spirit, just ask him. Ask him. Say, Lord, I want you to use me. Use me in the marketplace. Let your love and your life, your life shine through me. Let your light shine through me. Let me be a beacon of hope for the people around me. Let your word says, God, let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and glorify you who is in heaven. So God, you are the same God of yesterday, today, and forever. You are the same God that blessed Hannah, that blessed Abraham, that blessed Samuel, that blessed David, that transformed Paul. God, so use me. That helped Esther become moved from being an orphan to a queen. Father God, use me for your glory. And remember, it's for his glory, not for us. Not for us. I'm not doing this for me to get the attention. I want God to be glorified in me, to me, and through me. Mm. So I just I just pray that you are encouraged by this word, by this uh, moment of edification, this moment of encouragement. Be blessed. God can still use you, whether you're six years old, 16 years old, 65 years old, 107 years old. God can still use you. You are special. You are unique. And if you are a believer, you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. And if you're not a believer, just ask him into your heart. It's that simple. So have a great week on purpose. I hope this podcast was a blessing to you. 
whew, that just encouraged me, y'all. So, um, yeah, so feel free to, to let me know how this blessed you. Until next week, have a great week on purpose. I love you. Bye-bye.